Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. From producers Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, explore how art and music sustained hope during the siege of Sarajevo, thanks in part to humanitarians and the band U2. Kiss the Future, new documentary now streaming exclusively on Paramount+. Plus. Go to Paramount Plus to try it free. Terms apply. What's good, everybody? It is Tuesday, February 28th, the last day of February as we head into March. We could not be more excited. This is your daily sports betting brand of record. We call it the early edge. We are powered, as always, by the almighty sports line, the best value in all sports betting. And it's not close. A whole bunch of housekeeping this morning before we get to an incredible show just for you. Last night, a solid night at the brand. And I told you, it's more than just the show. If you watch me and the maestro on CBS Sports HQ, we nailed the Pistons under. We nailed uh, Joel Embiid's under. And how about EC yesterday going 3-0, and sweeping his board? But as I tell you all the time, hashtag it pays to watch live. And all of you, I read it in the chat every day. I see it on Twitter. You all think that you're better than us. Well, we want you to prove it. It is just about time for brackets. There you see it. Download that QR code or Simply go to tinyurl.com slash the early edge. Lock in your spot. I've already locked mine in. The whole crew has locked their in, and we want you to come and participate and beat us. Prizes, legacy, tournament glory. Now, it is a busy, busy week at the brand. You guys asked for it. We deliver. Don't forget, we have moved the early wedge to Tuesdays today at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Why should you watch it? Well, last week, the counselor hit the first-round leader, plus 2,000. He also hit the winner for the tournament over plus 2,000 with Chris Kirk. The man's on fire. Amateur status, Patrick McDonald, amazing as well. Also, later in the week, how about this? Thursday, UFC 285. The revenge, or excuse me, the return of John Jones. We've got a full show for you at 3 p.m. Eastern time. Then at 5 p.m. Eastern time, we've got the debut of AMAGs. I've been telling you about it. I've been telling you about it. A full world baseball classic preview show all of that is on thursday wow we've got a busy week we got a lot of work to get to but how about the here and the now let's bring in the stars of the show because just for you we are going six wide this morning that's right look at all of these beautiful faces first and foremost today ladies first alibama good morning my dear Good morning. Happy last day of February, I think. So, um, but super happy to be here and get to the hockey. <laughs> you you think it's the last day? Well, I said it and then I was like, I just wanted to make sure. <laughs> it is. You are correct. All right, next. He is live from just south of London, England. He is the guru, Martin W. Green. Good afternoon, sir. Good morning to you, coach. Yeah, good afternoon in just south of London. Arsenal top of the Premier League table still. Philadelphia <laughs> Union made a flying start to the MLS season. So, Things are good here and hoping for some winning picks today. Ah, uh, we are hoping that too. By the way, Philadelphia team total over one and a half cash there that in their first game. So that was very, very nice. All right, next, he is the mentee to the guru. And I know it's a full-time job, but he's on our team for a reason. Buckets. Good morning, sir. Good morning, coach. Good morning, everyone. Guru, I think this is our first show together 
in the past five or six months. I'm going to do my best not to disappoint my mentor on this one. Oh, man. That's I think it's our first, our first since the pre-World Cup show. And the pre-World Cup show delivered a lot of winning futures picks. So hopefully we can recapture the magic. <laughs> recapture the magic. That's a very, very good statement. Because that's exactly what my man, the counselor, has been doing. Magic is all around him. See you in a shot. My goodness. Good morning, sir. I've even got a Magic Johnson jersey behind me. That's how magical this run has been, and I hope to continue it. I've got a pick tonight, and uh, I like it. So we'll see what happens. All right. And our last man today may be as valuable as anybody we have on the crew. He can do it all, every sport, DFS, all of it. Of course, he is our man, M Squirt, live from the penthouse level in Nashville, Tennessee. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Coach. You know, we're rounding out this little month of February, headed to March Madness. You know my favorite thing about March Madness? What? We have a boss button so you can pull up something else when you're trying to watch games. That's what we've tried to create here on the early edge. We've got six people on the screen, maybe eight soon. That way, when the boss walks by, it looks like you're actually on a Zoom call, not watching a sports betting show. That's what we're working on over here. Good morning to everybody. We do it for the people. You're right. It's where do we do it for the people. I don't know if I want to go down that road, but I like it. I like where your head's at. All right, let's get into it. we got a lot to talk about today. Storylines that could affect the betting lines. And I got to tell you, last night, I see it in the chat already. Who else did Jason Tatum let down? Well, he wasn't hurt, but he played like he was hurt. But, Mikey, I got to tell you, out here in La La Land, some devastating news yesterday. Start us off. Yeah, it's a lot of injury news. We'll start with LeBron James. Obviously, LeBron James is going to miss some time. Could not have come at a worse time. D'Angelo Russell also doubtful to play for the Lakers. Definitely not expecting him to go tonight. For the Washington Wizards, Chris Porzingis listed doubtful tonight. That's a big deal. He uses a lot of usage and collects a lot of rebounds. Monty Morris, questionable. For Milwaukee, Giannis is listed as probable. Be careful betting Giannis unless you're someone who wants to bet unders. Uh, we could see scenarios where minutes are limited and or any little bump removes him from games at this point. Uh, for Memphis, Stephen Adams still out. Denver, Jamal Murray listed questionable. Houston, a team that is tanking, but we're going to see a different lineup out there tonight from what we've seen the last week. Jalen Green is back. Kevin Porter Jr. is questionable. Jay Sean Tate, who had played a lot while those guys were out, he is out tonight. For the Oklahoma City Thunder, Shea Gilgis-Alexander out. Sacramento Kings, De'Aaron Fox, massive run that he's been on lately. Great matchup against Oklahoma City again. He is questionable to play in this game. For the Spurs, Trey Jones, listed questionable, missed a ton of games recently. Langford, Roby, Vassal, all out for them. For the Utah Jazz, Colin Sexton and Jordan Clarkson both going to miss this game. Frees up a ton of usage and minutes in the backcourt there. For the Warriors, we know Curry is out. Andrew Wiggins remains out. And then for the Portland Trailblazers, Yusuf Nurkic still out. I hope you guys had your paper and pencil because I did. He may rip through them, but they are so important when you're playing these very frustrating NBA games. Mikey, thank you for starting us off. Now, let's head to the pitch because, Martin, there was a little team that today, if you go to their league, you can't find them. If you go to the FA Cup, you most certainly can. And they have been humming through this season. Who am I talking about? 
Oh, you're talking about Brighton and Hove Albion, coach. There's some very exciting FA Cup games taking place today and this week. Uh, Brighton look especially attractive to me because they were scheduled to face Newcastle United in the Premier League at the weekend, but that game was postponed because Newcastle had to play Man United in the EFL Cup final. Didn't go very well for them. But um, yeah, Brighton had the weekend off. So those players are going to be really well rested and raring to go. They've been in great form in the league, as you said, enjoying a really strong season. Currently eighth in the standings, despite having played fewer games than the teams around them in the Premier League table. So they're still actually in the hunt for a top four finish, which is remarkable for a club of Brighton's stature. And I do think that Roberto De Zerbi's men should be too strong for championship team Stoke today. Stoke lost 1-0 to Millwall on Saturday and that left them 17th in the championship. Championship is the division below the Premier League so looks like a bit of a mismatch. They're nine points clear of the relegation zone but they're nowhere near the race for a playoff or uh, any sort of automatic promotion. They sold their best player Harry Sutar to Leicester in January and the defence doesn't look capable of uh, keeping Brighton's uh, attack at bay. So, yeah, I'm looking at Brighton to win that game. And that's one of the ones that I'll break down with my picks a little later in the show. I certainly can't wait for that. And right now in soccer, they have several things that are like March Madness. They have so many big events. But here, March is everything to us. See ya. Take it away. Oh, oh, that's a fine. That's a fine, big boy. See, you're not perfect. You're not. Um, perfect. We, we should rehash uh, how that happened, Coach, because uh, that wasn't me who muted oh. my mic. I'm just saying there, there was an echo that that I know producer Jake had to manage. But I'm just just letting you know, no tip coming from me to the uh, to the jar there. Okay. March Madness. So we talked about it with the, with the bracket challenge specifically. I think there's a lot that we can glean just from this week, next week, and the last couple of weeks in terms of what teams are actually rounding into form. If you want to use full season data in terms of how you make your, your picks, you know, thanks for the donation, because I, I really don't think that's what you want to do here. I think you really need to focus on the here and now and how these teams are rounding into form. I thought North Carolina was a nice case study for that last night covering the spread there. But I think there's a lot of teams that are really threatening right now that to some people, if you're looking at historical data, historical data only on the entire season, maybe they don't seem as threatening. I love that storyline. By the way, we want to get your input at home. We're thinking about next week. I'm going to be on the road doing the Players' Championship. But we're thinking about doing some shows at 6.30 p.m. Eastern time to get ready for the evening slate for Championship Week. If you guys would like that, type in the chat, hashtag yes. That's it. Hashtag yes if you'd like to see evening shows next week for Championship Week. We're thinking about it. All right. Now, Allie in the chat. Rick says Allie's the best capper on the morning show. Damn, you're right there at the top, my lady. Now, this Friday is a big day in the NHL. Why? Yep, so the trade, our trade deadline is on Friday at 1 p.m. Um, I think it's important to pay attention to lineup changes as you know players could be getting traded. And most notably, we saw this um, Saturday night's Blackhawks game with Patrick Kane sitting um, as his trade to the Rangers gets worked out. So you might lose a little CLV, but I would probably advise waiting closer to game time if you can. Just, um, you know, those players are important and especially if you have someone that you think might be traded, that's definitely, you don't want to risk not them playing. It's very similar to the NBA trade deadline. Do, do you know, and I hate to put you on the spot here, if teams will sit players like the NBA does, if they potentially could be traded? Um, 
I don't totally know that, but I just know with the whole Patrick Kane situation, his deal still isn't finalized, and they did have him sit on Saturday. Okay. All right. Keep your eye out for that. Look at the starting lineups and follow Allie on social media. She's always updating that sort of thing. All right. Before we get into our marquee matchups for the day, you know we got to pay all of these people. Here's a word from one of our incredible partners. Every sport has their big, juicy controversy. Boxing has the Mike Tyson ear bite. Cycling has Lance Armstrong. Baseball has its steroid era. Curling has... Broomgate. It's a story of broken relationships, houses divided, corporate rivalry, and a performance-enhancing broom. It was a year I'd like to forget. Broomgate. Available now. All right, we're leaning into educate and entertain. We want to make it more, more knowledgeable for you when you walk away from the show every single day. So we came up with a brand new segment. You guys loved it yesterday. It's going to be here every single day. It's time for Marquee Matchups. All right, we're going to start in the Big Ten today, college basketball. And tonight, if you watched this team play last time out, how about 33 points in the last, what, 80 seconds? It was bananas. Iowa over Michigan State tonight. The Hawkeyes travel to Indiana. Indiana, five-and-a-half-point favorites. And, Mikey, let's start with you. Indiana, 10-5 and five as a favorite this season, and the total sitting at 155-and-a-half. How are you approaching this game? Yeah, I think this game's fascinating. You have to look at a lot of different factors, but I think the biggest thing that stands out for me in this game is Iowa's defensive unit is by far the worst unit on the floor in this matchup. Defensively, they do not rate inside the top 175 in college basketball. Going to be putting them about league or about, you know, average in the country, but it's kind of deceiving because if you look at the upper echelon of conferences, they're definitely below average defensively, but they have a legitimate top five offense in this game. They like to play with a ton of pace. Uh, both of these teams should be able to get to the foul line very well as well. Uh, I think this game is going to be ultimately a very, very competitive basketball game, hopefully with a lot of points. <laughs> I wonder what Mikey is betting tonight. We'll get to that in a second. See ya. How are you approaching this marquee matchup in the Big Ten? Yeah, interesting enough, I have a play on this game as well, which we'll get to in a little bit, but I, I agree with Mikey. I mean, I think this is going to be a nice back and forth. Both of these teams coming off what I would describe as improbable wins, Indiana going to Purdue and Iowa pulling out that miracle win at home against Michigan State. What's interesting here, too, is that this is a short rotation. Both teams only play about seven players, but I think both are going to be primed and ready. I think it's a really important game. Tough test for Iowa to go into Indiana in that atmosphere coming off that emotional win. But this is going to be a great game. I can't wait to watch it. Yeah, Sawyer says, my Hoosiers are getting hot. They are. And playing mm -hmm. at home in that atmosphere, as Sia just talked about, boy, it's a tough place to play. All right. Now, game number two of our marquee matchup today, we're going to the pitch because Siri oh, is what we love here at the early edge today. Juventus, Torino. Buckets, let's start with you. When you have these rivalry matchups, what do you look at? When I look at a matchup like this that is a derby, this is the Turin derby, I look a lot into the head-to-head -head history between these two teams. And with Juventus and Torino specifically, there are some pretty glaring statistics here. Torino has only won one of the last 33 matchups against Juventus. One out of 33 at this point. The last time Torino won on the road at Juventus, I was one year old, Coach. This is a... Massive, massive derby between two teams that do not like each other, but Juventus has been the glaring favorite for a very, very long time now. Juventus is also coming in this matchup with a chip on their shoulder because of that 15-point penalty that they received earlier in the season. Even with being dealt a 15-point penalty, 
they're still eighth on the Serie A table and somehow have a chance of hitting the top six European spots. I expect to see Juventus to show up today. Guru, how has Juventus, despite the penalty, kept up their positive attitude and positive play? Uh, yeah, they have responded pretty well. They have five clean sheets in their last six games. And yeah, they're on a pretty hot winning streak right now. Uh, they got the job done in the Europa League last week, which we cashed in on a 3-0 win away at Nantes. And yeah, I think they have, uh, as I mentioned on the last show, they have engaged in a bit of financial skullduggery. So uh, they're not exactly flavour of the month among the other Serie A clubs. But uh, yeah, their backs are to the wall and they're, they're putting in some very strong performances. Massimiliano Allegri is a very defensive minded coach. And when he came back to the club, it was difficult for him to impose his system on the players that he inherited. But he's really starting to bend them to his will and he's really making them solid defensively. Angel Di Maria in attack is extremely creative. He can unlock defences. And they now have Dusan Vlahovic back, who's a very powerful striker. So they're playing very well at both ends of the pitch. And yeah, they're building up good momentum. Torino are a pretty average team. So you would expect that Juventus would win this one. It's not a huge derby in terms of like a Juventus, in, in terms of like a Real Madrid, Atletico Madrid or something like that. It's more of a Barcelona versus Espanyol type of thing. There's a big team and a very small uh, younger brother that haven't had a particularly good record against them, like Buckets mentioned. So they'll be trying to claim a big scalp here, but I do think Juventus should be too strong. And you can see that game today live at 2.45 Eastern time on Paramount Plus, which Buckets is synergy. All right. Marquee matchup number three, and then we will get to our picks. We're going back to college basketball tonight because... How about this? Virginia, Virginia, they are a top 10 team or they were until they lost over the weekend. Now they're number 13 in the nation. Clemson coming off a big win as well. Sia, let me start with you. This is important for both teams. Yeah, this is, you know, it's interesting with Virginia because even the year they won the national championship, they're one of those teams that typically like will play solid defense, will out scheme you and will hit their shots A really fundamentally sound team. But they can get out-athleted by a lot of teams, particularly in the NCAA tournament. So it's really interesting what UVA's wins in the regular season and in the NCAA tournament, I feel like they're going to be dictated by matchups more than anything. So in this case, this is a pretty big spread, six and a half. Virginia hasn't been playing very well. Clemson's been okay. Um, this is one of those games where, for me, the spread is, is too high for me to touch it one way or the other. But I think Virginia is one of those teams – not playing very well, but come NCAA tournament time, if they get the right matchups in the first couple of rounds, they can do some serious damage. I'm so glad you mentioned the matchups because, Mikey, when you look at Virginia, the narrative is always they play slow, they play slow, they play slow. But sometimes, depending on the matchup, they can go to the over. Today, the total set at 129. What does your lab say? Yeah, we have a slight lean on the under here. I make the number 128 uh, in this one. I have a slight lean on the Clemson sign as well. I make the game five rather than six and a half. Um, you know, not something that I'm going to end up playing personally, but definitely the directions that I would lean. Uh, like Sia mentioned, I think that UVA is a decent look live if they're trailing at any point in this game. I think the most interesting thing here, though, is UVA, their offense is the worst unit on the floor in this game. Uh, not by a large margin, but in terms of rating, their offensive unit is the worst of the four units on the floor here. So that's what's interesting to me. And then Clemson, talk about some absolutely extreme, extreme performances. The range of outcomes for this Clemson team are massive. When you look at their last three, four games, in the last 
four games, three times they've scored more than 90 points. Uh, and then they lost as 12-point favorites to Louisville, right? They, they've blown out teams like Florida State by 40. They beat North Carolina State. They lose to Louisville. Just massive, massive range of outcomes here. One thing that's interesting about Clemson, though, they're one of the best free-throw shooting teams in the country if they can get to the foul line here against Virginia. Virginia, it, they're an interesting team because they do play great defense some of their defensive rating is inflated simply because they limit possessions because of how slow they play. Uh, it's just going to come down to how this game is officiated. If Clemson is able to get to the free throw line, they shoot over 80%. Again, one of the best teams in the country. They will cover the spread if they can shoot 20 plus free throws in this game. Great, great, great information. CID says, this is a great segment, educate and learn or educate and entertain. Either way, we love it. It's got to be about more than just picks in this business. We believe that, and we're going to turn that sh this show into that. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Now, Allie, we've made you sit there long enough. It's time to get into our picks for the day, and we're going to start with you because the NHL, as you mentioned, trade deadline is on Friday, and then we head into the final part of the season. What do you got today? Yep, so I'm looking at the Blue Jackets and Sabres over six and a half at minus 120. The Sabres are the second highest scoring team in the NHL with an average of 3.78 goals per game. And um, Buffalo, they put up an average of five goals per game in their last six. So I think this will pair nicely with Columbus's defense, which allows opponents an average of 3.68 goals per game, the third worst in the NHL. Um, unfortunately, the Blue Jackets offense also happens to be the third worst in the league. Um, but thankfully, the Sabres will likely have Yuka um, Pekka lugging in at home, and he has a 4.0 HEAA in Buffalo, and he's already given up four goals to the Blue Jackets earlier this season in Columbus. In that same game, Janice Corposalo allowed the Sabres four goals in just 27 minutes, and Buffalo won 9-4. So just looking at the last three Sabres home games, they've ended 7-4, 6-3, and 7-2. So it kind of makes sense that tonight's game follows suit. So I would take the over here. But again, um, just kind of tying back into my storyline, maybe wait. Um, I don't think the Sabres really have anything pending. But um, with that goalie, I would want to make sure that Luckinen is in. Bringing it all together. Do you guys want to do that work? I don't think you do. Liddy Sims says, I love Allie's overs. Now. I see in the chat, Dave thinks he's being funny. I'm going to fade coach today. Well, the joke's on you. I don't even have any picks today. <laughs> yesterday, <laughs> yesterday, if you think you're going to be funny that I missed my one here on the show, I told you I was going to be on CBS Sports HQ. Pistons under, Joel Embiid under, Magic plus four. Oh, those were all caches by me. So, Dave, you can be funny if you want, but guess what? You're not on the show. You're not on the show. So I can do whatever I want. I can sit here and stare at the camera. If I, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm just playing. All right. Now, counselor, <clears throat> you, sir, have been on an absolute tear. Last night, with about, oh, I don't know, four minutes to go after a 19-point lead turned into four, you had to be sweating a little bit, but alas, you win by double digits. Again, fine job by you. What do you got today? Yeah, similar situation with a similar favorite here. By the way, Coach, you're giving yourself too little credit in this case because you were all over Baylor yesterday, too, and you challenged anybody and everyone to a showdown. So you were all over that one as well. In this case, I'm going to go with Indiana at home. We talked about it as one of the marquee games. It's minus five and a half. Um, you can get it at minus 105 in some places. So some money is coming in on Iowa, but it's basically teetering between five and six, and that's where you're going to get it, and that's where I like it, frankly. It, both of these teams coming off emotional wins. Both of these teams just played on Saturday. Both of these teams might be a little tired with very short rotations. If anybody's going to be more tired, if you want to factor that in, keep in mind that MSU-Iowa game did actually go into overtime. But 
I just love how Indiana's playing. I think they've got some absolute superstars on their team, and that's what you want during tournament time. That's what you want at the trail end of the season. Trace Jackson Davis, we know he's great. Jalen hood Shafino scored 35 last game in one game in college basketball. That's amazing. Trey Galloway, amazing. The last two road games for Iowa, by the way, they lost by eight to Wisconsin and lost by 20 to Northwestern. Not exactly a who's who of top five teams. I just think it's a tough spot for Iowa to go into Indiana and really compete with them over two halves. I think they're going to fight. Iowa's going to, they're a pretty good team. Iowa's definitely going to have a back and forth with Indiana. But the, at the end of the day, I think Indiana pulls away. And for the record, I'm not factoring this into my analysis, but I do want to point out if this game is close down the stretch and we're in kind of cover zone and we're not really sure and it's a sweat, kind of like what we had at the end of the UNC game last night, I don't know that Iowa gets a call after the Fran McCaffrey stare down last game. <laughs> I, I just don't. It, it's just one of those things. If I'm a rep, if I'm an official, I might for at least one game put a moratorium on, on having a big call for Iowa's benefit because that Fran McCaffrey stare down was so sophomoric, so seventh grade, so ridiculous. And for the record, it's not his first time doing that. Suspended in 2019 for braiding official and calling him a cheater. Suspended in 2014 for bumping an official. I mean, I, I just think at a certain point, the officials got to be got to thinking thinking to themselves, whether it's subconscious or conscious, yeah, I, I'm not about this right now. And I, I think maybe at Indiana, maybe they don't get the benefit of a call or two. And for those of you brand new to this brand, when Sia says, for the record, pay attention. <laughs> it's just like prop stars when he says, furthermore. It's just like, oh, I got you. I got you. By the way, can I just say thank you to everybody in the chat? You always have our back. You always have our back. That's all I'm going to say. So thank you for that. You guys all, you guys are amazing. You guys are amazing. So thank you. All right. Now, Indiana plays fast. Iowa plays fast. We believe Indiana, according to the counselor, is going to cover tonight. I'm going to play that, but I'm going to play two tickets in this particular game. Mikey, I'm coming to you. All right. Yes, we're taking the over in this one here. I played it over 154 and a half. It's bouncing between there and 156. I would expect it to close 156 and a half to 157 here in this game. Uh, I mentioned earlier in the marquee matchup segment, Iowa defense, by far the worst unit on the floor in this matchup, potentially still tired after that epic comeback that they had. Uh, it is a relatively short turnaround. Travel's not a massive, massive issue in this spot, uh, but it is an issue when they play such thin rotations. Uh, looking at this game, though, Iowa, they are a legitimate top five offense. They can definitely, definitely score the basketball here, and they play with a ton of pace because they're terrible defensively. These teams like Indiana going to score a ton here. One thing Indiana does incredibly well, one of the best in the country, the reason why they are so good, they get second chance points. They are an excellent offensive rebounding team. They should thrive in that category against Iowa. The reason why we like the over in this game in this spot, when they are so good on the offensive glass and generating second chance points, especially on their home floor, it all but guarantees Iowa, the team that wants to play with pace, the team that can score offensively, is going to be in a neutral or trailing game script most of the way. We've seen how aggressive they are finishing games. If they can keep this thing within 12, down to the three-minute mark. We don't want a tie game. We want this game. We want them to be down seven to eight points in the final three minutes of this game. That's where we're going to score the extra 25 points needed to go over this total here. We say it a lot. A lot has to go right when you have a total this high. It's extremely, extremely volatile. If they have a slow start, potentially look to bet the over. If they have an incredibly fast start, like the last time they played, they scored 90 points in the first half. Look to bet the live under at that point. Uh, but yes, we're on the over 154 and a half. 
I am so glad you mentioned that. We talk about live betting all the time, and there's nobody in America better than M Squared on live betting. If it gets off to a slow start, pay attention. In that first TV timeout, when those odds come up, bang it. Just bang it. Mikey, great information. By the way, can I just say, your new background's amazing. I, this, today's the first day I noticed it. Oh, I don't know. It's, how it's getting there. Got the, real bookshelves are coming soon, but uh, we're, we're, we're toying with some ideas. Oh, yeah. it looks fantastic. All right. Now, we have saved these two men till the end of the show because here at CBS, here at Sportsline, soccer is only growing. I tease you all the time, but I always deliver when I tease. Soccer is growing, and we have something coming for you in the next month or two. But right here today, I got two of my very best on the show. And sometimes when somebody struggles, you give him the maestro seat or the bucket seat. So, buckets, hang tight. Hang tight. Guru, show the man how it's done. What do you like today? Thank you very much, Coach. Uh, I am going for Juventus to beat Torino in Derby della Mole. I have written an article about this game on Sportsline, if anyone would like to check it out. Uh, Buckets has already kind of broken down the the head-to-heads. There's a vast disparity there. Um, Just to recap, the Biancaneri have not suffered a home defeat to Torino since 1995. So that tells you how old he is. Um, They're unlikely to lose this game. The Juventus defence looks really solid. Five clean sheets from their last six matches. And they boast a great deal of creativity, thanks to Angel Di Maria and Filip Kostic. As I mentioned, Vlahovic is now back. He's a dangerous striker. I think Torino really lack cutting edge in attack since they sold their talismanic striker, Andrea Bellotti, to Roma last summer. They're likely to leave Juventus Stadium empty-handed tonight. I'm a little bit concerned about the odds at minus 135 because... I don't really understand. Based on the head-to-heads and the golfing quality between the teams, you would expect Juventus to be about minus 200. But I'm not going to complain. I'm going to take those odds. And I am going for a straight money line win for Juventus. And then I'm also looking at the Roma game. Bellotti did score a vital goal for Roma in their 1-0 win against RB Salzburg in the Europa League last week. Jose Mourinho's men can now revert their attention to domestic matters. They're fifth in the Serie A table, but they trail their local rivals Lazio by just one point and they have a game in hand. So I think they should get a result when they head on the road to face Cremonese today. Cremonese are the only team in any of Europe's top leagues without a single win to their name this season. Zero wins, nine draws and 14 defeats from 23 games. It's pretty dismal stuff. As I mentioned at the top of the show, I think Brighton really should beat championship team Stoke. So I'm just combining an FA Cup win for the Seagulls with Roma draw no bet for a two-legged parlay, minus one, two, five. If you want a bit more value, you could throw in Leicester to beat Blackburn in the FA Cup. That takes it to plus one, four, five. Or play it a little bit safer and you could throw in Manchester City to beat Bristol City. And then you get cumulative odds of plus one, one, five, which also looks good to me. Oh, Eric in the chat says, talismanic striker. Not sure what it means, but I could listen all day. <laughs> Big, cheesy, Big Cheesy says, I always turn the volume up when Guru speaks. The office gets smarter and more productive. Thank you, Big Cheesy. We're not sure when Big Cheesy actually goes to work, but I'm not sure because he's here for every single show. But like Mikey said, if you watch it work, do it in a smart way. Now, it's so funny, Guru, that you said you could add Blackburn to your – you said Blackburn. or No, you said Leicester City. So you said Leicester City to your parlay. However, 
Jeff in the chat says, we need a showdown between Buckets and the Guru for soccer supremacy. Maybe right here, right now. Buckets, what is your pick today, sir? I just want to say that there's nothing more stressful than following up the guru after he talks because I could say the most genius stuff on earth and it just doesn't matter. I cannot compete with that. However, Martin, I am going against you slightly on that Leicester City call. I'm looking at that matchup between Leicester City and Blackburn Rover. And while I'm not taking a straight money line, I'm taking Blackburn Rovers plus one and a half goals on the spread. This is different than draw no bet. This is different than double chance. Blackburn can lose by a single goal, and this ticket still cashes. I'm looking at a Leicester side here that has been far from impressive, not only in Premier League play, but specifically on the home, having not won in their last five matches in front of their home fans. This is a team that is only three points ahead of the relegation zone right now and has a big match against Southampton on the weekend that they have to focus on because they have to get three points. Yes, on paper, they should beat Blackburn, but I think they're going to be a bit too distracted focusing on not getting relegated to go too aggressive on a Blackburn side that is not lost in their last nine matches here. A 1-1 draw is fine. A 1-0 loss is fine. But I do not think Blackburn are going to lose by more than a single goal here, Martin. Let's hope that uh, Leicester win by a single goal then. Everyone cashes. <laughs> Damn it. Damn it. I thought <laughs> no showdown yet. No oh! showdown yet. If it is a showdown, though, I'd definitely be happy to have Leicester against uh, Blackburn. I think you're you're making it a bit too easy for me there. Premier League team full of well. Would you take Would you take Leicester minus one and a half goals against that? No, no, I'm happy. Uh, I would just I would just go for a straight Leicester win, which is what I'm doing. I'd stick it in a parlay. So I think <laughs> there's a chance that we could all win here. See, it's so smart. Nobody, you don't have to take a showdown. You don't have to. See how Guru got out of it? Just very smooth like that. You don't want to take something that you don't know if it's going to hit. Oh, wait, Buckets. You do that every single time with Sia when it comes to showdowns. So my bad on on on, on that. On that. <laughs> we don't want your bank calling you anymore with those. Why do you keep sending it to this guy? <laughs> what a great show today. I love this new show today. If you guys like the way we're doing it, the way we're changing it, hashtag yes in the chat, please, because we listen to you. So with all of that being said, grab your paper, grab your pencil. Here is the recap courtesy of the snake. By the way, can you say well done snake in the chat too? All the full screens. AB came up with the intro. We're working 24-7 for you. Seeing a shot, the counselor. He's on Indiana minus five and a half. Mikey's on the same game, but we'll take the over. 154 and a half also. Hashtag it pays to watch live. Pay attention. Live betting early in the game could be a great opportunity. Then Alabama's on the Blue Jacket Sabres over six and a half minus 120. Then the guru, Juventus. He says this should be at least minus 200. Then let's parlay Brighton. And Roma, draw no bet. Make sure you bet the right things there. And then buckets on Blackburn plus one and a half, meaning if they lose by a goal, you cash. If they draw, you cash. If they lose by two, you do not cash. All right, do not forget, later today, 3 p.m. Eastern time, the early wedge. And my man, the counselor, is already in his lab doing work. I feel like I need to pick a winner today, Sia, because you guys have been doing it for three or four weeks now. Yeah, we have. We're on a, a, a ridiculous run, and I'm going for three first-round leaders in a row this week at the API. And, of course, I hit the outright last week. Me and Patrick hit the Max Home outright just a few weeks back as well. We're hitting our head-to-heads. It's a great show, and, and you're going to win some money. At least right now, we're, we're in a groove for sure. 
And if you are a Sportsline member, you get my man M Squared soccer, or excuse me, golf stuff all the time. What are you looking at this week for the API, Mikey? Uh, there's a lot that I'm looking at there. I'll give you the guys that I'm most focused on, though. Uh, Going to be Jason Day and Tony Finau, actually. I have a ton of exposure uh, in the betting markets and in DFS to those two players. All right. All right. Watch it live. Sometimes Mikey drops in the chat. Sometimes he'll be on the show. The man's busy. But we get him when we get him, and we love it. Thank you all. Great show. Great ideas. Great takes. Solid effort. Loved it today. Now. With all of that being said, there's only one thing left to do. And I believe you all know what that is. You've got your marching orders. Let's take all of these tickets straight to the pay window. For my entire crew, love them all. See if I can remember them all. Guru, Buckets, The Counselor, M Squared, Alabama, The Snake on the ones and the twos, AB running the show all the time. I am simply the coach. This is your daily brand that you only need to worry about. We grind for you so we can win with you. That's what we're all about here at the Early Edge. Good luck.